Aaron's still wearing the uh, <laughs> the remnants of the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. later there. <laughs> I know I'm beaten down, man. Nine forty is that's bedtime for your boy. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, uh, National Championship Edition of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, the bottom square coming to us live from Austin. It feels like I saw him yesterday because I did, folks. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Oh, and Ted, what a national championship it was. You and I went harder in the paint than we have in years, perhaps since our first Burning Man. I'm feeling bombed out and depleted, but we're going to bring it tonight. Why not? Let's do a great podcast. Yeah, actually, I had a great show today on the men's room. I was on fire. All right, up there at the top square, beaming his satellites in from the desert, Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Just amped to have a front row seat to the story that I'm about to hear. All right. I mean, let's just get into it, right? Uh, yeah. Like excitement's building. So I go, do you guys know Marco Polo? I think we've all been down there. The bar in South Seattle, like Georgetown, famous for their roasted chicken, their you fried chicken. Of it over the weekend. I, I hadn't heard of it previously, but have now. All right. But it's also known as a massive Coug bar because one of the, the guy that owns it, the most of it is a giant Coug's fan. So me and my buddy, Sean, he was going down to Houston on Saturday, separate flights for Friday night. Originally, I was going to stay at his house. He's close to the airport. It just didn't time out. We were like, let's go get a couple beers and chop it up. Walk into Marco Polo. Brad, the bartender's in a Marco Polo sh- purple shirt. And I go, I didn't think you guys sold these. And he's like, we don't. I have the only one in existence. <laughs> and like the boss doesn't like it when I wear it. But I told him I'm wearing it tonight. And all like, because he doesn't work on the weekends. I was like, all right, cool. So that started kind of getting us a little pumped up. And then like this girl came in with her friend and she was flying down and four other dudes came in with this giant Rome, uh, Rome poster that they were going to, we're like, we want to hang it in here. He won't mind like the Husky wide receiver. And it was just, now I'm starting to get kind of pumped, right? Saturday morning's going to come quick, right? I got to be the airport. I got to, I got to check in by five 30. Have an Uber pick me up like 445. Matt, when you drove by T-Mobile Park, the roof, they had changed the lights. and It was just a giant purple W. No way. Yeah. Like most of the city was lit up in purple. I mean, it, I'm like, oh, this is a big deal. I get into SeaTac. It was a sea of purple, my friends. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I didn't think about it, but like basically my entire flight down to San Jose is all purple. But then I get to the gate to go to Austin again, all Husky fans start talking to a dude. He owns some bars in the area. And I'm like, Oh, good to meet you. We got a bunch of mutual friends. So now that trip now that it's a little bit longer going down to Austin from there, but like your boys having some drinks, I'm getting fired up. I'm just listening to music, texting people. And I'm telling you when I get to SeaTac, I've never seen that many Husky fans in my life. I mean, it was, it was emotional. So then Boom, get to Austin. Me and this guy have a couple beers. Get over to Cobb's place. We're like hanging out. He's doing the good hosting thing. He's got Miller Lite in there. Got a bottle of tequila. We never drank. <laughs> we carry it with us everywhere, but yeah, it we, never happened. We took it everywhere with us. <laughs> but like, and Saturday night wasn't like crazy, crazy, but like we went out with Alex or with uh, Cobb and his girl and her dad and uh, my number one guy in Austin besides Mr. Cobb, Dan from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, yeah, we like had drinks. I thought had some very delicious tacos. And then it was kind of nice too. It was just like, it was just us sitting on the couch, kicking it for a couple hours, like chatting about life, doing our thing. Classic, right? Like the released podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
And Sunday we get up. Uh, I was over in a hotel, get back over there. And then I'm like, hey, on the way out, we got to stop by University of Texas Stadium and take a sign or take a picture in front of it in our Husky gears. We had just beat them. And as soon as we get over there, also, shout out to Cobb. We picked up some breakfast tacos. <laughs> I'll get back to that. <laughs> but as listeners know, I live about a mile from University of Texas Stadium. UW just beat them a week ago. So go ahead. Right. So we get there. And as soon as we pull up, there's three Michigan fans because they're doing the same thing. Just rubbing it in Texas face. So we're like, we'll take pictures for you. You get pictures for us. They were super cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just start heading down to Houston. The breakfast tacos were amazing. I gave that place like three shout outs on the men's room today. Veracruz <laughs> <laughs> all natural. Unbelievable. Yeah. What is it? Veracruz? Veracruz all natural. Yeah. And Matt, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, there was there wasn't even meat in these breakfast tacos, and they were awesome. It's like fresh avocado, like eggs, cheese. I guess they make their own tortillas. I mean, that's huh. how good it was. They are so good. And if you're ever in downtown Austin or visiting, they're right downtown. Grab some. They're at the Wine Hotel. Yeah, that's. I literally said that today. I was like, if you're ever in Austin, you want breakfast tacos, go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we. Cruise down. We get into Houston. We are staying at the hotel for Husky fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were staying in the Citadel, man, like the center of it all. It was sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, we went down there. We got a couple drinks or whatever. We're BSing. Then we go over to my favorite bar in all of Texas because I went to the first one in Austin. Then I went to one in, in Houston called Little Woodrow's. Oh, yeah. And it was going down. Like, Matt, people were hyped. It was like, you know. It was a Sunday, but it was that Friday night energy. Oh. We, were like, we got the big game tomorrow. We all made it here somehow. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe my friends are here. Like, people were on one. Go ahead, yeah. Ted. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And it was kind of chaos, too. It's like if you had the app for the game, you could get tickets for free to go see uh, John Party that night. So, like, our buddy Sean, he had done the hard work and waited in line as we needed wristbands. So he was like, I waited an hour. You owe me some beers. We're like, cool. Then we all go over to this little Woodrow's to watch the Seahawks game. And we're all, you got to keep in mind, now our group is, what, us three, and there's six of us total. The place is kind of packed. You get to the back, and they have tables reserved for five or more. Boom. We got a table. We get the game on. It was almost like a booth. Yeah, it was sick. Sorry. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how to explain it, but Cobb's soon-to-be father-in-law just kind of disappears. So we, we miss him for a while. We're just sitting there ordering buckets of beer, but the excitement is palpable. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it was hard to even realize the Seahawks were playing football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, you know I'm not much of a drinker. We get to the bar, and I'm already, like, six drinks deep. Walk over to the table with two buckets, like, cocktails. We got a pizza on the way. Like, it, we, we were in the zone. Wow. We could not be f***ed with it. It was nice. Market, but I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> and, like... Right. You guys are over there. They had like made. Fr- and I'm like, how do you guys know them? It's like, we don't. There's other Husky fans. And like people are like people that don't even drink that much. Matt are like pounding down pink shooters and stuff. It was like, what is going on? And like it, it, you can see it. I mean, people can't see my face. You can hear it in my voice. Like it just it was like the best pre night of a of a game I've ever been to. Dude, The only thing I could liken it to is. You know, like when you got out of high school, like a year or two out and they would have that weird sort of like Wednesday night before Thanksgiving where everyone goes to like the local bar and there's this weird sort of palpable, almost primal energy in the air. And it's just like, I haven't felt anything like this. And people are just feeling feral. That's the only way I could describe it. Like I'm Matt, you know, I'm a very conservative drinker, usually just a little sip of a cocktail, pounding beers, like cheers (laughs) and beers with strangers, just housing them like ripping shots of just anything like back to back it doesn't matter dude just you know flirting with other tables shouting down men across the bar like it it was amazing 36 year old frat boy oh yeah dude i you know ted's the frat mom he's like eat some pizza it's gonna be a long night (laughs) i mean he at one point grabbed my father-in-law is like eat this (laughs) seriously right (laughs) like i was like hey 
seriously get back to our table eat a couple pieces of pizza man like we were like and like it's like it's not like i'm drinking i just do it a lot more than everybody else so like me and my friends are like oh that poor bastard's never gonna make it if we keep keep up this pace without eating food yeah it was like that movie the perfect storm i mean it all came together that night and of course we're like all right like everybody hop in the cab and let's head towards the stadiums to see this country concert correct right we're gonna hop in it we're gonna hop in Go see, go see this country concert. Do you want to tell that story? Sure. So we get, we, I order a cab. And I'm like, Uber XL, we're balling tonight. We got six of us, five of us, something like that. Guy pulls up. He just got a good vibe. You can tell right from the jump. Diesel black dude, blackout, a black SUV with like blacked out windows. I hop in the front and he's like, what's up, man? How are you guys doing tonight? And I was like, oh, or he said, how are you guys feeling tonight? And I go, we are feeling no pain. And he's like, no pain, huh? And kind of gives me like the, is this dude a cop? Side eye check. Just pops open the center console. And he's like, y'all want some crown? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he pulls out a bottle of crown royal. And then this was honestly the kicker for me. Fresh glasses. Like, you know, plastic reusable. But just when we just start handing shots of crown back, nobody in that car drinks crown regularly. Like, yes, we'll all take one. It's awesome. He's like, yeah. and dude, one of the best sales pitches of all time. He's like, here's my card. I'm $50 an hour. You can take me for the whole day tomorrow if you want. Whoa. <laughs> Which I still think we might have, sh- or we should have done. We should have done it. Hindsight right. 2020. And you got to keep in mind, this is kind of a put together group too, right? Like my friends, like, like Cobb knows them, but it's not like he hangs. I mean, he knows Sean obviously a lot better, but like the other couple that's with us, he hasn't hung out with them a ton. And like, other you know like the you know he the other guy with us he's never met him but i don't know how to explain it it didn't matter on this day like everybody so we do that shot like in the car we go to another bar uh at this point like what was it the bears had already lost the seahawks are out of it but i got my phone up in the corner of the bar watching red zone we're bsing with people like we lose one guy and then that that bar was closing down or half of it was closed off because was it i think dr pepper was having like a private party I don't know who the musical artist was going to be. So then it's like, all right, we'll walk over to the, try to, you know, we're close to the soccer stadium where the concert is. We'll walk over there. We stop at another little Woodrow's to find my buddy, Mike, as he said he was at that one. So I'm in the back for like, must've been 10 minutes. And I don't know if it was Cobb or Sean. Somebody comes over and he goes, oh, is this Mike? And the guy's like, yeah. And I'm like, but not the Mike I was looking for. It's just another couple I've made friends with now. (laughs) That was the energy. And at this point in the night, by the way, uh, the old Boston College mascot joined us. So oh, now we yeah. got mascot energy in the crew. <laughs> yeah, Cobb's old Cobb's buddy was the Eagle at Boston College. So, right. so he, he was so energetic. He was so energetic that four years after college, four years, they call him out of retirement. Like, hey, we need you to fly with us to Las Vegas. We're down a couple of mascots, and you're the guy. Like, that's how impactful of a mascot he was it was like if anyone brings it i don't want to say his name but and and you're and he was misbehaving with you guys this night yeah exactly so he meets us in houston it's like okay let's go and he's just got that he's got that mascot energy man you know and at this point like there's we're already kind of drunk so like there's no sugar coating it i'm just like because he is a good friend of cobb so I, i'm like hey good to finally meet you See you at the wedding. I got to tell you, I'm not a furry. I think it's awesome. You were the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and at this point, we're starting to get, I, I wouldn't say sloppy, but certainly turn. You know, like the drinks are taking their toll. Correct. So then we go into the concert. Oh, on the way there, Matt, we stop. There's like four guys lassoing uh, fake little bulls. So we all stop and try our hand at like swinging a lasso and roping a bull i didn't rope it i got it on one horn but i had tried 10 times i was like all right that's good enough <laughs> like like Wait, i'm out <laughs> i also like i started talking to that guy i go what are you guys just like actual cowboys that like do this like show up for events he's like nah man i just know how to do it but i work for a production company so it's not like it's, the concert had already started so it's not that crowded outside and i'm like oh no kidding like i kind of work in that industry i work in radio and stuff up in seattle and the guy's like oh no shit no, I used to live in Yelm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Oh, and those guys were living it up. They're like dancing inside of it, outside of it, swinging it around. Like any girl that came by, they started showing off. <laughs> yeah. Then we go in, go into the stadium. Uh, I mean, just chaos. Like everybody's fired up. We try to find some seats. You need, you got to wait in line to get another wristband to get on the floor. Ah, we're not doing that. We just grease. <laughs> I think it was one of our other buddies greases one of the uh, ushers. And then... I'm the last one down, and the ball shows up. He's like, where's your wristband? And I'm like, I don't know, this one? He's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm with her. It's fine. He's like, no, you got to go. So everybody else just walks into the floor. So me and my buddy, he goes, don't sweat it. Come on. We just walk up the stairs, walk over like three more sections, do the same exact thing. And the dude working there, literally, he was like, just go down on the floor. He's like, I don't care. You don't have to pay me. Which Uh also, for a free event, I was like, are they trying to limit the amount of people? Like, I, it seemed odd. Like, what do you guys care if people are on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But same thing. Now we're rifling beers again. Uh, was it Jake Owen? I actually, I guess I like that guy. And then the only point I got annoyed is I was giving Sean crap. It's like, and I really like John Party. It took forever for him to come out. I'm like, now I'm getting pissed off. And the first half of his set, I'm like, well, you play one of the fucking hits we know. <laughs> like, who cares? We're in Texas. Like the crowd's here. So then, I mean, the songs I do know when he played them, they were awesome. Boom. Hop in another Uber. Go over to some bar called the Truck Stop. Uh, Cobb's already there. I think his buddy had left. So then it's like we get burgers, like random. That was just like a burger stand inside of there, right? A burger truck. That burger was freaking delicious. Yeah. Honestly, anything beef in Texas, you know, it always kind of shocks you. Even if it's cheap, you're like, holy God, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. No things hit. Yeah. But <laughs> Matt, then we get back to the hotel and it's just Husky alumni. And it's like, you ever been to a wedding where people party at the hotel bar afterwards, just like in the lobby? Uh huh. So imagine that times fucking a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the energy. It was unreal. I mean, people were yelling and screaming. Like a couple people talked to me. Like, Kyle ran into an old buddy of his, like all the Seattle people. So like, people are out front just ripping weed. And this is not college kids. This is like women in their late 40s just turning up, like ripping shots. Like, you know, guys probably 50s, 60s. Like it was frat party energy. <laughs> yeah, it was insanity. And on Saturday or Sunday, Cobb had on these gold shoes. It's so like when we first sat at that bar during the day, this woman, she had on some dope, like, purple and uh yellow uh like dunks or whatever and she's like you like our shoes you like my shoes like those are pretty cool look at my guy's shoes we end up seeing this woman at the same spot of that bar all weekend like i know she went to the game but she was awesome uh <laughs> yeah and then like we partied until basically they were like you guys have to go back to your rooms Cobb physically physically laid down in the bed and i go hey we're still pretty fired up we're gonna go down to sean's room and hang out for a minute and he's like you know what i'll get up with you guys rise from the dead rally rallied it was it was the i mean i haven't seen him go like bro in that rally in a long time matt i'll give you the the, the quick background dude as far as like biochem i had part of an adderall that morning and it was just i had so many drinks that i you know i could barely see but the adderall (laughs) keeping my physical body erect and, and awake, you know, and like talking to people and moving my hands and gesticulating wildly. But my brain was off. And like in that moment, it just hit and like the adrenaline was like, oh, I'm back. It's like that uh, that uh, movie Pulp Fiction where they give her the adrenaline shot. Like that was that was that moment. I just came alive. Or like when he smokes the Jeffrey and get him to the Greek. I was just like, OK, like, yeah, my mind is off, but my my body is willing. And we went back out for, I was out for another hour. Ted, probably another two and a half, three. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And Fair. like, Matt, Fair. we were on such a high level. Like, the good, like this hotel was massive, right? So, I mean, it took a minute getting up and down the elevators to your room. So, like, sometimes if you lost somebody, it's like, damn it. But by the time we got back to the hotel, we were in such a good mood. It was like, has anybody seen Cobb? I was like, give it two minutes. He'll be over here. And it was like 30 seconds. I'm like, here he comes. He's shuffling over. Like you just, we just couldn't, we just couldn't miss. We were on fire. At one point, the catchphrase of the weekend was let Ted Smith cook. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, what we were doing is pure and simple Texas. We were hounding and pounding. 
Pounding and pounding, baby. <laughs> Shaking hands and kissing babies. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then get up Monday. Cobb had already been up, had discovered. Tell him how you discovered the whole town's like a rat, oh rat city. Oh, my God. Dude, so Matt, we pulled into town, and I don't know if you've ever, you ever been to Houston before. I hadn't, but it was very nondescript. We pull into downtown, and there's all these buildings, none of which you've ever seen a photo of, but big skyscrapers, no names on them, totally nondescript. There's nothing remarkable about any of them, and there's no one on the street. I'm not talking about like there's one or two, you know, a couple people, whatever, zero, zero people on the street, no one. And it was like an apocalypse situation. I was like, all right, like it is Sunday, but. This is downtown, like on National Championship Weekend. What's going oh. on? So, so on Monday morning, I get up, game day, and I I go down and I'm trying to get coffee. And uh, the you know there's a giant line. I saw the Husky fans. Like I'm gonna walk over to a Starbucks. I walk over to Starbucks. Uh, again, no one on the street, not a soul. And as I'm in the Starbucks, I hear this woman telling this other woman, like, "Oh, you don't have to walk outside in the rain. Like, just use the tunnels. Follow me." And so I'm like, "Well." in maze underneath the whole city of houston connecting every building and not only are there tunnels like there's a few in seattle the tunnels connect every building there's maps but then there's also traffic like yeah pedestrian traffic like there's so much many people hundreds of people that like ted like got hit in an intersection by people like he turned too early it was ridiculous tons of shops down there business people is hilarious yeah and there's like go ahead matt you didn't know these tunnels existed. No, it's a city of rats. <laughs> I did not know. Cobb just came up to the room and he's like, oh, you're up. I was like, yeah, I'm dragging ass. But like, I'm up. So he showed me the tunnels because we were just trying to get like Gatorade, like just waters, Gatorades. But there's like subways down like the sandwich shop and like little shops. So then we were coming back. Yeah, I just walked forward and went to make a left and like had to like back out of human traffic. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy down here. Two quick clarifications. The subway was a sandwich shop, not trains. And the human traffic was people moving, not young children being sold abroad. <laughs> you know, good job clarifying both those things, Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I will say, and it's, I mean, I can't explain to you, like our hotel is just packed. So now, like, you know me, now it's like noon. I'm like, ah, I'm going to get a mimosa. We're just sitting there. So Cobb's back. He's looking at me, right? Just like we are now sitting at this table. And these girls come in and I just go, ooh, I like them. Like, they're a little stout. You know what I mean? Just just (laughs) physically thicker. Not like fat or anything like that. I'm just like, they must have been on a sports team or something. So within like two minutes, they're talking to this girl, the woman at the bar. We kind kind of know the one with the shoes. And Cobb's like, you're right. They just talked about, are they all on the same team or were they? And I'm like, yeah, that blonde one, man. And she had a really cool husky, like uh crew neck sweatshirt that she had like taken off and tied around her waist. And I was this close to being like, screw it. I'm just going to engage with her in the sweatshirt. Like I, I got to talk to this woman, fight the urge, realize it's uh. <laughs> Uh, what's her name? Danielle Laurie. She yeah. won a national title with the Huskies is like an ESPN analyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I said, let Ted Smith cook, dude. He's out there just hitting the champagne. First, first guy at the bar. And he's just like, who is that chick? Make her mind. So did you go talk to her? No, I'm, I'm glad I didn't because oh. by the time we came back down after showering and getting ready for the game, like she's a Husky legend. They yeah, were, like, would you, lining up to take photos you, with so her. You, like, you recognized her when you saw her or did somebody tell no, you? No, somebody told me. Okay. Like, like, as, everyone everyone as we were, knew except us. Yeah, basically, right. Everybody at the bar knew those were three girls from the national championship softball team except us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm just like, God, I'm glad I didn't try to use some cheesy line. With that said, I legit wanted to ask her. It was a pretty cool uh, crew neck hoodie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. So then, like, we changed. Now, by the time we get back down there, the mood is the mood is different. Like, people mm-hmm. are pumped. Yeah. People are drinking. But it's game day. Like, I, I had butterflies. And reality has set in. Like, University of Michigan doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was go time. Uh, 
At this point, I have not eaten breakfast. I was just like, all right, I'm going over to the steakhouse. Like, I've got to eat some food. Ran into ran into lawyer Malloy. People know that name. Talked to him just because yeah. I once played in a baseball game with him. So he was like, oh, all right. Like, I kind of know you. <laughs> but it gave, gave me some value. It was kind of a power move on my buddy, Sean. I was like, hang on, man. I got to go talk to somebody. And I came over. He goes, oh, what are you just chumming it up with? Husky legend, an NFL player, lawyer Malloy. I was like, sort of. I don't know that he actually knows me, but when I dropped the knowledge of how I know him, he was like, all right, you validate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we, we could do this all day. It just, it was unbelievable. Then we went back to a bar. It's all Michigan fans except us. Go ahead, Cobb. Real quick, we go back to a different little Woodrow's, which is now Ted's been to Texas two times. He's been here for a total of five days, and he has been to Little Woodrow's in one form or another six times. <laughs> Get that stat out there. We did three <laughs> times when he was in Austin and twice in Houston. Most of five times. Yeah. Uh, well, we went to two of them in the first day in Houston. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we did go. Yeah, because then we went back. Yeah. So, yeah, six times you've been to a little Woodrow's out of six, five or six days in Texas. So, <laughs> safe to say it's got his heart. But, yeah, we went there, threw down a couple cocktails. All of a sudden, Matt, like I said, the reality was setting in all Michigan fans, 95 yeah. percent of the bar. And that's when I think we all had the collective gulp like, oh, Michigan does travel. We've been in a UW hotel surrounded in our bubble this whole time. And for the rest of the day, there would never be more than 10% UW fans. It was a Michigan ball game. Yeah, it was cab, headed to the stadium, huge storm outside. What were we saying, Ted? I was going to say, we that's the problem. We were in the bubble and at the country concert the night before, like when they said, you know, like the Husky fans were louder. I don't know if we just had more fans at that concert, but we walked into that bar. It was shocking to me. And like Michigan fans are friendly. But like as we walked in, I don't know if you noticed, I just said, I think we came into the wrong bar and some dude leaned over and goes, there's no right bar for you. And I was like, all right, we're definitely on game day. People are getting a little, a little feisty. It was a little chippy in there. I mean, you could like objectively, that's a great line on his part. Yeah, it was. And, And as we walked in where he's standing, like that platform is like a foot above us. So like when he leaned ah, down ah. to say it, it was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, it, was little, it was a little tense in there. We made quick work. We were only there like 30 minutes, slammed a couple of drinks, and we're like, we got to head to the stadium. <laughs> Thinking yeah. that would be our refuge, but it was not. We walked into the stadium and it was even worse. I would say at least 10 to 1 in there, like in our section especially. Right, and we didn't have tickets to like the official Husky tailgate, where Steve Aoki played, but like that's where all the Husky fans were. So like, n- well, number one, the stadium I would say was sixty or seventy percent Michigan. Yeah, but our seats, which were phenomenal seats on the fifty uh, club level, but as soon as we got up there, I mean, you 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 couldn't find. Per- I mean, it was just the four of us as we we picked up another buddy, and it's like there was there was no there was one other Husky fan in our section or one in our row. Dude, so actually, Matt, that was the kind of the funny slow play is so, you know, um, we asked Ted, like, hey, you want to go to this game? And Ted's like, no, I can't make it, whatever. We FaceTime him like this is as UW is winning their last game. And he's just like, tickets books booked, boys. I'm going. Ted <laughs> thinks we're going to be sitting up like in the nosebleeds and uh, which would have been fine. You know, no worries. But we walk into the stadium and I feel like it's really dawning on him and he didn't realize but we had some crazy seats like through a a friend of a friend who kind of works in the industry um they just you know they had some that weren't going to get used we snapped them up i think probably like uh we got them for half price i know that so like these are like you know had we not got them for half price you're probably talking about like ten thousand dollars worth of tickets for four of them like it was crazy crazy seats and uh you just could see like the shine. There's a photo of the moment, like the shine on Ted Smith's face as a true college sports fan, just like unreal. It's like the light behind a kid's eyes on Christmas morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's great. I'll, I'll send you the photo. No, right? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. we've he talked t- about Ted's love for college football. So, I mean, it's, it's the pinnacle for you. Like that's such a, 
iconic like benchmark in your life for based on if I think of college football, I don't some people would think of Nick Saban or something. I'd think of Ted Smith if I hear college football. <laughs> That's my existence. Yeah, like we got in there. People were in our six section taking pictures because that's how good our seats were. And oh. I sent one to my tailgate crew, and my brother just responds with Ted Smith inside of a game 90 minutes early. Like, what is going on? And I'm like, it's the natty. Like, we got to focus down and watch <laughs> this thing. Yeah. And also, there was 50 mile an hour winds outside and rain blowing in sideways. It was crazy. A huge storm hit Houston. We got yeah. in like just in time. It was perfect. Yeah. I have clients that showed up to the game at the end of the third quarter because of travel delays. Oh, God. Oh. Left Palm Springs at 6.30 a.m. Oh, God. I Rowdy. That was not us. Yes. And that weather was for real. Like, we probably would have tried to, like, get into some of those tailgates, but, like, it was already raining. It had dumped when we were. It was like, let's just get into the stadium. Screw it. We'll pay the prices. Like, whatever. Plus, Dude, honestly. We, we were a rolling tailgate. We didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that ninety minutes went by so quick. I did like a call in to the uh, to the men's room. I mean, that was awesome too. Like I'm in the stadium and like I'm outside on like this smoking deck doing you know calling into mile you know to the show with Miles of Thrill. But over to the left of me are these ramps. Now at this point, the Husky fans are hammered. We've only seen Michigan fans, but the Husky fans you could tell have all just left this tailgate, and I mean just thousands of them go. Huskies. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it again. I mean, it was, oh, God, it was so cool. Matt, to say it was electric is honestly an understatement. It felt like two armies going to war. I mean, when, like, the Michigan band came out, just full regalia, like, beating the drums of war, it was like, oh, s***, yes, it's on. <laughs> and then, like, the UW team coming out of the tunnel, I mean, it, I mean, it was just two war parties and both of them wanted to win it. I mean, it was crazy. At one point, a guy who was in our group looked over and he's like, he grabs my arm. He's like, you are pumped, man. And I just like, I got that full, full body, like adrenaline sports dump. And God, it was electric. Even with us losing, I'm so happy we went to that game. Yeah. And like, you can't see this on TV, but like, it's all planned out, but Michigan's the home team. So their band goes out first. The UW marching band before they were even like, close to really clearing the field the huskies marching band had like lined up in columns like in the other end zone and was just like encroaching on michigan's band and like people started booing like what the fuck are the huskies doing and we were like let's go yeah (laughs) was unreal and uh yeah just the whole game just felt like that i mean it was it, it was the closest i've been to war i would say (laughs) <laughs> I mean, at halftime, Matt, because the game's reasonably close, but like there's no Huskies. Every time we see one, we're like grabbing them. We met two dudes that were just as pumped as we were. And our other buddy leans. He goes, we don't need you guys or we don't want you in our section. We need you in our section. Like we got nobody in there. And I mean, like we're talking about Patriot Super Bowls that happened in the same stadium. Like you got to believe I'm like pounding my chest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was-, was probably 20 to one Michigan fans. And of course, dude, like I'm, I'm hammered. So I'm just chirping Ted the whole time. Like we go down by a lot and I'm like, we're going to win this one, Ted. Should I text your brother and tell him to, to bet the farm? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like just saying crazy ass, dude. I was throwing out some wild, wild <laughs> ones. You were talking about 300 kicking the dude in the front oh, dude, of us. Matt, hold on. Matt, there was this guy in front of me. Have you seen the movie? This is Sparta. You mean 300? 300. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you know at the beginning, that opening scene, there's like that emissary from the other place, whatever, and the Spartan dude turns and just kicks him in the chest down the well. Yeah. Iconic moment. So there's this guy. I'm not a violent man. I should say that. I haven't been in a fight in probably 15, 20 years. But there's this guy in the row in front of us, Michigan fan, of course. Every time Michigan gains anything more than four yards, he just turns around and like looks at us, like kind of like, laughing whatever and it's just like at first it was like oh no big deal but like it starts getting weird like he like doesn't know anybody he keeps like leaning in and kind of like trying to talk to us but it's like all just like negative weird chirping and finally i turned to like my father-in-law i'm like that guy doesn't even realize he is this close to getting sparta kicked down the or th- getting this is sparta kicked down those stairs and <laughs> my father-in-law turns he's like yeah 
<laughs> and you know me same way just like buddy like just you need to relax you are within an inch of your life right now <laughs> of course there's 700 michigan fans behind me so it would have been it would have ended quickly yeah he was man he was so intense on it i think at one or maybe it was later in the night i was like dude if you had done it like we would have had to pull you off of him like that would oh, have yeah. been brutal <laughs> And Ted was like, you can't just go around saying you're going to, this is Sparta kick people. (laughs) (laughs) I was, man. I was this close, dude. He was within an inch of his life. Oh, Brad and Phil next to me. They were Michigan fans. I liked them. They were nice guys. Yeah, they were cool. Honestly, most of Michigan fans were awesome to deal with. They were fun. The vibe was good. It was like, there was a little bit of S talking, but mostly they wanted to like grab beers and cocktails just before the game at Little Woodrow's. That was the one moment I really was feeling the, the daggers. Yeah, and like we said, they fully believed they were going to win. So, like, Sunday, nobody talked any trash. And it was almost insulting. It's like, they're too arrogant. But when we got into that third quarter and there was a couple close plays, like, you could feel the nice, the Midwest niceness wearing off on them. (laughs) Yeah, it got real quiet for a couple of plays there. Real quiet. It got icy is the the word I used in the same. Like, ooh, it it just got real icy. So, I'll... (laughs) I'll wrap up with this. I'm not going to bore everybody with all, but anyhow, they, so we go back to the hotel after the game. We, we left right for the game and it's beat the traffic. Uh, what was I going to say? Like go back down to the hotel bar. And again, just Seattle legends overall, right? Like debt left, debt left shrimps in there. Uh, like I, I'm trying to remember who else, uh, sunny six killers sitting there. I ran into my buddy, Mike that owns Mike's chili parlor. Uh, just like running into like local bar <laughs> owners and stuff. Like it was, it was pretty live again, and we had had the same waitress, uh, Jessica, the night before. We kept calling her Jessica Jones because she spells it like Jessica Jones, the superhero does. So, like, every time you want a beer, she's like, guys, I'm right here. And it was packed down there. But that was that was pretty awesome. Do you guys know the comedian Adam Ray? Yeah. All right. So he is from Seattle. We had him on the men's room once. Like a year after that, he sends an email to the men's room. I replied to him. Be great. You know, sure. We'll have you on again. Something happens. I never followed up with him. So I have felt bad about this for a while. Like, ah, he's going to hate our show, this and that. But I've never got a chance to see him again. So after we had gone up to the room, I had rifled a couple beers, like smoked my vape pen. So it's like now that like the hotel, it's like people are over kind of the loss at this point. Everybody's just in a good mood. And, and, and it's the team like official like fan hotel. So with their ticket packages, People are getting food and like chicken fingers. So he walks by your boys feeling no pain. And I just go, Adam. And he's like, Oh, what's up, man. And he's like holding like a drink and like a piece of pizza. And I just, I just can't get my words out. I'm like, Hey man, like I work at this radio station. Like I didn't email you back. I feel bad about it. But like, I know other people, like I've hung out with birds and he's just like, okay. All right. Like, cool, man. And like he walked away and I was like, mother or that's embarrassing <laughs> oh it's so good what's that you made it worse uh i mean i sent him a dm the next day and he's like all good bro like good to see you like i'd love to come back on the show i just i think i think it took me dming him to realize i wasn't just some drunken random idiot i mean i still was a drunken random idiot but i just i was trying to explain to him how i knew him and like there was some validation. I'm not just like drunk guy, like stopping him. But yeah, when he threw back out that like, yeah, sure. Second fist pound. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just drunk stone guy annoying him. Ooh. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is officially turned. Not right. Not, not my uh, shining moment to say the least. I but, did the uh, same thing to Chris Cornell. It's okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, earlier in the day, I was smooth and cool as hell. With lawyer, lawyer was like, "All right, man." Like, dap me up at the end. Was like, "Dude, I do remember that." And like, reliving the whole story. Like, yeah, Adam Ray did not work well. And I think even just the excitement when I went, Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun, man. Great, great weekend. Oh, I did man. a little bit of that when I got on the plane in Austin. It's like. You know, if you get on like those smaller planes, like those first class seats, like you're just right there. Oh, yeah. As I'm walking on, I always try to be very nice to the flight attendants, which is a good hint for everybody. Say hello. Ask how their day's going. You don't have to. But trust me, I dated one for a minute. It goes a lot farther. 
So I'm like, hey, how's your day going? She's like, oh, pretty good, blah, blah, blah. I turn the corner and I just go, I think that's our mayor. And she just goes, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, during the flight, I blatantly went up and used the first class bathroom. Was like, honestly, I was like, he's watching a movie. Is he watching a movie? Is he doing work? And like, I was like, wonder what he's watching. I walked by and it was just like a like a movie. I don't know, you know, like some. I don't know. No country for all. It was just like a Western that I had seen before. And I was like, oh, look, the mayor watches movies just like me. Just- <laughs> One of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just unbelievable environment. And I mean, look, I've been on big trips to the Seahawks. I feel more like a Seattleite now that I did that Husky trip than any of the Seahawks stuff. Nice. Yeah, it, it did have a very Seattle essence to it. Just and the vibe was different. And there was how like far is the drive from Austin to Houston? Mm, two and a half. Oh, it's not bad at all. We did hit a Bucky's on the way back. Ted and I had a little brisket sandwich. I was glad we got the brick uh, brisket sandwich, but that was the worst Bucky in Texas. It was tiny. There was no uh, magnets. So you know why? I found out from the guy working there. That was one of the original ones. That's why it's so small. At the time it was built, that was the biggest Bucky's in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I will say some of the beef jerky I got is pretty good. I did fly back beef jerkies from Bucky's. <laughs> got home last night a little later because the flight got delayed. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just gnaw on some jerky. <laughs> yeah. And for people who don't know, Bucky's is sort of this uh, famous Texas gas station slash convenience store that when you drive by, they'll have like, uh, you know, a hundred gas pumps. So like they say everything's bigger in Texas. Bucky's is what they're usually talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. And then today, get to work, sitting there. And before I, uh, before I got to work, the news had come out that Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Fellas, oh. thoughts? I'm, I'm gutted, mate. I, I feel like on this cast publicly, I've been a big Pete Carroll guy. Peak at the right time for, for a long time. I saw his speech where he started crying. That was awful. Um, I respect that he gave a shout out to his wife, who's had his back for a long time. But that was tough, man. And, you know, it was Paul Allen's team for a long time. Now his sister is running it, who had a pretty acrimonious relationship, it sounds like. And uh, I'm just sad. I love the Pete Carroll days. He's been with us for a long time. feels like he's just the guy. It'll be, you know, it'll, it'll be tough to tough to bounce back from that. Matt? Yeah, uh, those big shoes to fill, for sure. Um, you know, yeah, the... I was shocked when I saw that uh, and just sad, man. It's just an iconic part of, you know, what I what I loved about Seattle. Like, I don't know. I just, I guess I didn't realize how big of a fixture he was in my idea of Seattle and the community and the city and like in my life itself, just like his philosophies on, life and coaching and you know like you said peaking at the right time always competing and just yeah he just the way he talks about the game and life i just kind of like feel like it ha- he had a big impact on me you know from a distance over the last 14 years and that's like i didn't really realize how much until it was like he's gone and i was like what who are you kidding me and so yeah mostly just shock and we'll see how uh yeah we'll see who comes in and how they do well and the other tough part is is like everybody was talking about it and i had been saying all weekend i was like i think it's time to get rid of them we need an offensive minded coach i'm tired of just sneaking into the playoffs <laughs> then when yeah, i saw did. that new yeah i saw the news i was like oh i shouldn't have been saying that <laughs> classic ted smith talking a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rubber meets the road <laughs> wait how many times did you hear me say on sunday or monday i was like look I just don't want Dan Quinn to be our next head coach. I said, I'd pay him as much as the head coach to be the DC, but like when it's, it's 2024, we need an offensive minded coach. And now it's like, everything I've read is like, Oh, we're just going to hire Dan Quinn. And like, Pete's still there, but Pete didn't seem too happy. He said, quote, like, I don't know what my role is, but I'm excited for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I remember almost nothing of Sunday. It was tough to even piece it together for the cast, but I imagine you saying something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
honesty. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the deal, too, with Pete Carroll. And I, I said this on the men's room today, but like, you know, that 14-year run, kind of like we just did with the Husky stuff, it's like, I forget, like, those teams were good and, like, all the bonding experiences of, of going to a friend's house to watch games or going on a trip to see him or, you know, how many people went to one of the Super Bowls and it's one of their, you know, greatest lifetime trips and all this stuff. And, like, you forget, like, I, even I forget as much as I love sports, like, it just brings everybody together, especially when the team, when the program is good, like the Seahawks were and, like, the Huskies are again. It just, it's like, man, Pete Carroll means a lot to the Northwest. Oh, yeah. And we were, you know, three yards away from two Super Bowls, not just one. And those long runs, I mean, so fun. You know, like the biggest things we had happening in town before that was like, you know, I mean, I guess there was the Sean Alexander era, but really it was like 90s Mariners, you know. And so Coach Holmgren had some good teams. I mean, there was a Super Bowl run in there. What year? What's that? Oh, five. They lose to the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Wait. Yeah. We haven't lost two in my lifetime, have we? Yeah. You you have. You don't have to dude, you don't have to look it up. Wow. Trust me. Super Bowl I watched it. At, I watched it at the at the showbox market. Yeah. Wow. Holmgren is not even the first result for Holmgren these days. Now it's Chet. Probably Chet Holmgren, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, right. So Holmgren had some had some good years and stuff, but there was like the Jim Moore year, and then Pete Carroll showed up, and Russell Wilson. It's just it's it's just crazy and wild, and like I mean, without Pete Carroll, that Super Bowl year. I mean, remember the girl I was dating, her neighbor every Sunday would be like, "They're they're still undefeated." Fuck you, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like that record over fourteen years and the consistency and stuff, like. A, that's going to be tough to replicate for the next dude. Um, and I, you know, I heard a lot of people complaining about Pete Carroll the last couple of years. And like, you know, I always thought like he's, he's better than a lot of options. So, you know, obviously the Seahawks fan, I hope that they get better for this, but statistically what he did is not likely to occur again right now. All right, so at the risk of pissing off all the Husky fans, do you think they hire Harbaugh? Dude, that would be that would be tough for me Why to not? stomach. Why not? If no, Michigan I mean, gets rid of him, why would you not hire him, Cobb? Wait, why is Michigan looking to get rid of him? That's what everybody thinks. Remember the Michigan people telling us they were coming for DeBoer? I would be... I mean, look... You know, I consumed consumed more sports this weekend than I probably have in the last three years combined. So I have no idea what's going on, but that seems very unlikely to me. I could be wrong, but Ted, I think the odds are against you on this one. No, there's been talk of Harbaugh going to the NFL to dodge the penalties that he's going to have to have for the NCAA. Yeah, like this isn't some crazy theory. Like it literally, Which, hey, it's, it's, he's there's going to be more sanctions. First right? out well the last time we did that. Yeah, Pete Carroll did the same thing. He yeah, left maybe we do bring Harbaugh in a mid-controversy. Wait, That's so what, I've... what are the other sanctions? Didn't they already penalize him with like the three games sitting out or whatever? They did, but then they hit him with more later in the season. He got suspended for the first three games and then the last three games. And now word on the street is the NCAA is going to lay down more stuff on him next season. So they, the the thought is is that he's he's gone. Like I'm I'm willing to bet. I'd bet you a hundred dollars he's coaching the NFL next year. Is so they're not because... going to asterisk the championship? No. Huh? No. <laughs> I mean, you could, but like, does anybody remember the cheating scandal for the pa- for the Patriots or Inflategate now? Like, you could put an asterisk there if you want it, but I don't think anybody really cares. So, like, the the, the thought is he's leaving. I mean, those Michigan fans are talking about, they're like, we want Kalen DeBoer. They all think he's already gone. So I'm just saying it would be kind of ironic if he beat the Huskies to finally win a national title and then ends up in Seattle. It would definitely be ironic. And then DeBoer goes there. Oh, now if DeBoer went to Michigan, that would gut me because it's like, come on, man. I literally, I said that to somebody on Monday night. I go, look, you beat us in the game. You can't have our coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, he's just like now kind of getting like the, the dynasty rolling. You know, he's 49 years old. 
Yeah, I forget what school, but they already had a kid transfer over in the portal. And I like that he was like DeBoer had him on the sidelines, like just soaking it up Monday night. Like, good. Let him see what Husky football is all about. Oh, yeah. And I mean, appearing in a national championship, like, you know how much easier his recruiting is going to be now? I mean, he just started in 2022. It's like I I feel like it takes, you know, four or five years to really get your get your prospects and stuff rolling. I mean, it's not even like fully his his team. I mean, this. Yeah, he's got to ride out a couple more years. Is his contract over in 2025? Do you know who DeBoer? They're restructuring it right now. That's why some Husky fans are nervous. Like, just get it signed already or an extension. Uh, <laughs> and he yeah. hasn't signed it. So the we'll see. The way to win. I mean, his overall record is what, like 104 and 11 or 12. I remember we saw over the weekend. I mean, pretty wild. Yeah. He does not lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Pete Carroll thing, like Coach Carroll obviously means a lot to the city and, and it's been awesome. We always say we're waiting for that 30 for 30 on the Legion of Boom because of all the Russell stuff and this and that. Like now this is the way Pete Carroll's tenure kind of ends, which I guess it's they must have talked about it if he agreed to stay on. But it it that press conference did not strike me as a man who was ready to be done coaching this team. So when, it, when all these stories come out, like I can't wait to see that documentary. Yeah. Also, one other thing on DeBoer that I just dug up is it looks like one of his daughters just committed to play softball at UW. Uh, Correct. So he might want to be there a while. Yeah, the guy on the plane told me that. He was like, she just committed, and I guess his, he has another kid that's a sophomore at Bellevue. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right, Matt, do you want to get in what's Matt in? Or I think we'll skip emails tonight. I, we almost taking up all the time it's just too much sports going on in the city right now yeah uh no i mean that's i mean we're at 50 minutes it's a welcome back episode you know we're, we're probably we don't have time for all of them if if we're gonna do a cob topic like or if we're just gonna be like yeah man I, I i'm good either way i had an eventful couple weeks but it'd be I don't even know where to start. I'm never prepared for that segment, as people could probably tell. But <laughs> well, like, and you're right. It is just kind of the first episode back. Sure, everybody yeah. had a good Christmas and stuff. And look, we could talk about some of that stuff next week. You can hear it in my voice. I'm like, let's just wrap it up. Yeah, dude. I had too much stuff. I haven't filtered anything down. Unprepared. And let me just say this: like, you guys hear our voices every, you know once a week, but like for the three of us and you guys bring it up more than I do. And you're right. It's nice. We get to chat and hang in there. And especially this weekend, like hanging down there with Cobb and like being in Austin again. Like I, I just can't emphasize this enough. Like stay close to the people you like, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, if Matt's in town, like go see him. Right. Or, or take that trip. Or even if it's just a phone call, but man, that, that, that stuff matters. And you could see all the Husky fans and people are telling stories about how long they've been going to games with their parents and now their friends. Like those connections matter. Yeah. And some things only come along a few times in your lifetime. Um, and one of those is big events, but the other one is good friends. So definitely worth taking the time out. Yeah, for sure. All right. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.